to the second season of Reach Next Generation Podcasts. I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they've faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they've regards my age. Today my guest is Christina Sharif, who is Head of Diversity, Inclusion and Belonging at Reddit. Christina is also a dev a director of STEM Advantage. Thanks for joining me today, Christina. Can we start by you telling everyone how your career took you to Reddit? Um, absolutely. Look, my career took lots of twists and turns for me to end up at the very place that I am today. I started off my career in law. Oh, I didn't love it. I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't love it. Um, And I decided after uh, being in law for a while, I was not an attorney, but I ended up sort of working my way up and uh, running this small law firm in the Atlanta, Georgia area in the U.S., And um, after being there for several years, I had to decide, like, if this was really my passion and my dream, or was it time to move on and to find something that was really my dream? Because you don't want to waste too, not waste, but you don't want to spend too much time on something that's not your dream. And you have to understand when something is supposed to just be a step to the next thing. And then when something is, you know, the whole dream. So I... went to go work for Turner Broadcasting, which has brands like CNN and um, TBS, uh, Cartoon Network. And <laughs> I know that one. Yeah, you know that one, huh? Uh, and <laughs> so I went to go work for them and I joined the human resources team. And at first I started out by supporting all of international. So I was supporting uh, Europe, Asia, and Latin America. And then um, then I started focusing mostly on Latin America and just doing deeper work with Latin America and ended up doing a lot of good work um, helping build the human resources infrastructure for six Latin American countries, which was really cool. And uh, one of the things that I sort of noticed in uh, helping these countries was some of the gaps that we had and when women were leaving the organization compared to when men were leaving the organization. So I started thinking about ideas and programs and events and things like that so that we can help retain women at these points in their career where it seemed like they were leaving. I didn't know at the time that that was really the start of diversity and inclusion programs. And at the time, it wasn't really called diversity and inclusion. To me, it was just noticing that there was a gap and then, you know, we would fill it. Um, But uh, fast forward a little bit, did that for a long time at Turner. And then I was asked to be HR for HR at Turner. So it was me and one other person. And we were responsible for being the human resources people for all of the other HR people internationally and domestically. Cool. Um, and then I left there and moved all the way across the country with my daughter, who was four years old at the time. Yep. And uh, we, I joined a, an organization that was actually a dental benefits company. So totally outside of my realm. Yeah. It was a different industry. It was a different coast. So it was a, definitely a different state. I had to learn a lot um, in a short period of time, but I joined them as their director of global operations and head of HR. 
Um, I ended up being the chief operating officer there. I got certified in cybersecurity, ended up being the chief information security officer while still the chief operating officer and head of HR. Uh, and did that for a while, learned a lot there, and then yeah. left to join uh, an organization called the Young Turks, which is digital news and politics, um, and was their head of HR for a while. And then I joined um, an organization that owns Billboard and The Hollywood Reporter and Dick Clark Productions. It's like their parent company. And I was head of recruiting and head of diversity and inclusion. And now I'm head of diversity and inclusion at Reddit um, and joined Reddit at a very important time in the world where uh, so many people are focused on how to create more equity, more balance and more inclusion for people in the world. Wow, your your career has definitely gone in many many different directions, from being from being in HR to some dental stuff. <laughs> you must have picked up a lot. So you're in law, you're in HR. You must have some sort of qualifications now in medicine or something. You never know. <laughs> but, when you were at high school, oh my God, that sounds so weird to say. Um, did you have any idea of what you wanted to do or be? Yeah, I totally did. I wanted to be a sports agent. Cool. <laughs> I thought it would be so cool because there was, there were not a lot of women that were sports agents yeah. or at least that I knew of. And so I thought it would be so cool to go into that world and, and take over. Yeah. The only problem was that I wasn't super passionate about sports. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of the, not the best thing. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't end up doing that. No. <laughs> I know you went to university. How important do you think it actually is to go though? I think it's so important to keep learning. Yeah. Um, and I think university is one avenue to continue the journey to, to learn. There's yeah. also so many things that you learn at university that have nothing to do with books, right? You learn about how to live a more independent life. You learn about decision making. You learn yeah. about working hard and finishing things. You learn a little bit about how to balance priorities and work under pressure when you don't have your parents looking over you all the time, right? Yeah. But what I think is so important for people to remember while both in university and when coming out of university is that being book smart is not the only end game. Yeah. Remember to pick up all of the other lessons along the way that life teaches you during that period of time, too. Now, I have to ask, I've seen some pretty cool things on Reddit, like some pretty cool Minecraft things that yeah. people have made that seem pretty, pretty cool but yeah. I have to ask what has been the coolest thing that you've seen on Reddit or the most funny thing or the stupidest thing oh you know what I love the memes that come out of Reddit <laughs> um I will also tell you I'm a big ice cream fan so one of my favorite subreddits is ice creamery yeah. but the things on Reddit that actually that I love the most are the stories around people coming together and okay. people caring about each other those moments of community for me always really hit my heart. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I love the funny things. I think they're great. 
there's lots of weird cat stuff on Reddit. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> lots of animal stuff. Lots of animal stuff. But I have to tell you, the things that I really love the most are the things about people like coming together and being there for each other. Yeah. Well, it's definitely, definitely important that you have a bit of a community as you go through life, as you go through everything, to be honest. Yeah. Now, obviously, we've all been hit by COVID with shops only just reopening and businesses trying to find a new normal in the UK. I have no idea what the hell's going on in the US. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of stuff. Um, but how have you, how have you had to deal with the COVID-19 issues, both personally and professionally in Reddit? Yes. So I will tell you, I mean, what's going on in the U.S. is one thing. What's going on also in California is a whole other thing because we were uh, sort of on lockdown when COVID started for a very, very long time compared to many other places in the U.S. I have an 11 year old daughter who um, had to complete most of her. you know, from a personal perspective, there was lots of juggling and trying to figure out a new way of life, trying to figure out a way of life where we didn't go outside very much. Yeah. I will tell you, it's nice. Um, we were able, we have two dogs, so we were able to go outside and the weather is pretty nice over here. So it wasn't. You don't need to boast. <laughs> London isn't great. I get it. But you don't need to boast. Well, Grace, I don't know. Um, <laughs> But, you know, there was a lot of um, adjustment, right? And also professionally, uh, I think what we're learning and what the what COVID has really taught organizations, a couple of things. The first thing is that we're a lot more flexible than we thought we could be. Lots of organizations, and not necessarily Reddit specifically, but lots of organizations as a whole might have, you know, thought that they needed to work from an office or Uh, They weren't necessarily as flexible as they've proven themselves to be. I think it's also taught us to have faith in humanity a little bit and to have faith that our um, that our employees will still get the work done. Right. And also, it's been really cool to see the line a little bit blurred between folks professional life and their personal life. Lots of times we've been taught to sort of keep work at work and keep home at home. It's been impossible to do that during a time period where everybody's working from home. Lots of folks have more, you know, responsibilities to take care of than just sort of an 11 year old child that can almost do the schooling on her own. At least that's been my experience. And they have infants and toddlers and all of these other things. And so it's been really cool to be able to get a peek into who people, you know, really are their their whole selves. I'm sorry. I, I have to ask, what dogs have you got? Yes, I used to have a golden lab, he, um, but now, now I have two dogs. We have a pit bull mix. He's mixed with American bulldog and pit, and I have a European Doberman. Cool. I have yeah. never heard of any of those names, but they sound pretty nice. They yeah, sound- they're quite large. They're quite large. My European Doberman is still a puppy. He's just over a year, and he's about 80 pounds, and oh he still has more to grow. Mm-hmm. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, they're very large. That's more than my dog, and he's like five. Yes, they're like mini horses, if you will. Your daughter could learn to ride him. Yes, she's quite large as well, though. She's growing very quickly, very tall. So I think those days are over. Maybe not. For her. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> well, when we look at social media, which I know plays a huge part in your business and definitely since COVID a lot more, probably before that also. But what advice would you give girls, say, about my age, about how to use it and maybe not use it? Yes, I would say remember that nothing fully disappears. And although we think that we're really smart and really mature and really (laughs) lovely, and we are all of those things, perhaps maybe what we think is great to post right now is not great to post when you look back several years from now. So always remember that nothing disappears and it's a good idea to run things past your parents before you post anything that might be questionable. And never expose your personal information online. Um, Those things are really important because safety first. We want to keep everyone uh, really safe. But but uh, overall, I would say that some people think that social media is a reflection of your life. Right. They say, why wouldn't I put this on here? This is just my life. And even when they get to university age and et cetera, they but it's not social media is a reflection of your judgment. People on social media do not have these picture perfect lives. It is not a reflection of their real lives. It is a reflection of your judgment. So I would say remember that and use good judgment. Well, as you said before, on your career path, it has gone too many twists and turns kind of gone the wrong way direction at lots of kind of places but it's led to pretty okay things um you've done you've done it you've done quite a lot to end up at reddit but is there anything if there is anything that you still need to do that you still want to do either personally or professionally or both Grace, can't you see that I haven't, I was never one to say, you know, I want to do this one thing and then draw a straight line to get there, right? That's not really me. What I focus on, I focus less on making these uh, goals for my career like that and focus more on what parts, what do I want to learn? And what what gaps do I want to fill, right? What what problems do I want to fix? And that's how I've curated my entire career, which has led me to different industries, right? I've been in HR for pretty much the whole thing, but yeah. uh, it's led me to different experiences. So um, what I will say is that what I would like to do is continue to learn, continue to look for gaps, whether it's in organizations or humanity, and continue to help to find solutions to fill them. Well, after all that happened over the last 18 months around COVID and around race and equality, do you think we are seeing flexible change in a more equal society, both in America and in England and across the whole world? You know, I think it's so interesting because, I, you know, what happened specifically after George Floyd's murder last year in the U.S., right? So there was... uh these things have existed well before then, but I think there's lots of attention that turned towards the social climate and race relations after George Floyd's murder. And lots of folks in the U.S. thought that it was a very U.S. centric thing. 
But once you look a little bit deeper, you realize that it's not. In fact, the UK also has many things around their social climate, specifically around race, that are very similar uh, to what's happening in the US as well, right? Um, so I, I think that we're listening, right? Are we seeing large flecks of change yet? That will take a lot of time, Grace. Yeah, but, when I, but what I am really encouraged by is that I, I feel like uh, it, it was such an upheaval over the last 18 months. And it's a different time than, you know, perhaps when other th other little flux have happened um, in the past. Um, and so I feel like people are are still focused on learning and taking steps to create those changes. But it's taken such a long time to get here. So I think it would be not very prudent of us to expect you know everything to be changed in 18 months. But what I what I do like is that many people are still actively taking those steps towards uh, change and, and reform and equality. Can you tell me a little bit more about STEM Advantage and what and the work that you do there? Yes, so I'm on the board of directors for STEM Advantage. Sure. STEM Advantage is an organization that focuses on the university uh, system, one of the university systems in uh, California, so within the U.S. Yeah. And um, it mainly focuses, it focuses a lot on women, but it doesn't only have women, um, but it focuses on folks that are from underrepresented communities, mostly, yeah. that are majoring in STEM majors and helps to find them mentorships, internships, and scholarships. Um, so really helping to uh, create an equal playing field for folks that are coming from underrepresented communities uh, and that want to enter into uh, a tech sector or a STEM sector. And I'm really excited and grateful to be on a board of uh, this nonprofit uh, that is really uh, doing its work to help the world. Yeah. And I just have to ask, what was appealing to you to work in HR? Because you it worked wasn't. a lot. It wasn't. But, it, but you know, Grace, this is how my life happens. Yeah. So when I left the law firm, uh, and at the law firm, we were doing um, Social Security and, per, and um, workers' compensation law. HR was not a far jump from there, but it was really pure luck almost that I found a job in HR because they happened to need somebody that spoke fluent Spanish and that had a background like mine. And I applied and I got the job because I spoke fluent Spanish because we were doing international work. And I happened to uh, end up really falling in love with the work that we were doing in Latin America and building this HR infrastructure, right? Had I went into a role where I was just pressing a button in HR, I don't know if I would have stuck with it for so long, um, but I had a real opportunity to to put my hands in the entire gamut very early on and in an international capacity, and uh, I stuck with it. 
What countries in Latin America? You said that you worked with lots of countries in Latin America. Obviously, you have to speak fluent Spanish. I definitely cannot. You said that you can. I'm surprised by that, to be entirely honest. Um, what countries in Latin America did you um, work in and work with? Yeah, it was Mexico, Colombia, Brazil, Argentina. Um, we had a Latin American sort of uh department, if you will, in Miami. We did a merger and acquisition with um, a company in Chile. Um, so it ended up being Chile a little bit later. Um, Panama was another one. So it was a good time. You know, it's very convincing when you say Latin American countries in a Spanish accent. So <laughs> I, I kind of need some real proof that you can speak Spanish. Can you, can you say something in Spanish? Something sure. In Spanish? Sure. ¿Qué tú quieres para mí decir? What would you like me to say? Um, <laughs> uh, I just did it, Grace. Um, okay, next question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see yourself when you were younger and in high school, which is still sounds weird to say, did you yeah. ever see yourself working in a big digital company? Maybe not. You didn't have your eyes on Reddit, but maybe something like another digital company or YouTube or something. I hardly knew how to turn on a computer. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I did not see myself working in a digital company. In fact, I didn't know what the next steps were going to bring. Again, I thought I wanted to be a sports agent. That didn't turn out great. Yeah, that didn't turn out too great. And, um, you know, I've never, again, curated things too closely. I've just been able, my most important advice is to be really impactful where you are right now. Do yeah. your absolute best. Try to understand what you're really good at right now and what your superpower is right here. And almost certainly it will lead you to your next step. And yeah. Sometimes your next step is not exactly what you thought it was going to be. But then sometimes you look back and 20 years later, you're working at a digital company. Yeah. You go from sports agent to law to HR to some sort of dental kind of thing, to HR again, and then to diversity and inclusion, you have gone everywhere. Everywhere. Well, I really enjoyed chatting with you today, Christina. Thank you so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their careers. Keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcasts as I talk to many more brilliant women. Thank you to our sponsors, Haynes Watts, Levi Strauss and Talk Talk for their amazing and continued support.